Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. 100% engagement. It's a total disrespect. Download, stand well back, listen. Jim White and Simon Jordan. I don't see that view. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hi, this is Jim White, and thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. On today's episode, we have an exclusive interview with the former Crawley Town manager, John Yems. John has been banned from football for 18 months after he admitted one charge of racism, as well as being found guilty of 11 other charges. However, the FA has contested an independent commission, which determined that Yems was not a conscious racist. And we also speak to Sanjay Bandari, the chairman of Kick It Out, who gives his reaction to Yems' interview and the situation as a whole. Please be aware this podcast contains outmoded and discriminatory language. Jim White and Simon Jordan here in the studio on the 17th floor of the news building, right beside London Bridge, if you know where that is in this beautiful city, bathed in sunshine this morning. Hope it's good weather wherever you're listening uh, all around the country. The FA said this morning to be considering legal options after disagreeing with the Independent Regulatory Commission's findings regards the John Yem's racism case. Uh, an FA report yesterday revealed the full extent of the Yem's case where it found the ex-Crawley Town manager used offensive, racist and Islamophobic language and joked that a Muslim player was not a terrorist. However, the, the, the commission accepted that Mr Yems is not a conscious racist and referred to his actions as banter. Okay, Simon's taken this very shortly and uh, we will hear from John Yems himself because just before we came on air, I, I spoke with uh, John Yems. Um, first, we're going to get the reaction to this from Kick It Out chairman Sanjay Bandari who joins us uh, on the show live. Sanjay, good morning. What's your take on what the commission found? And what's your take on the fact that the FA is pushing back on their findings? Yeah, morning, Jim. Morning, Simon. Morning, um, uh, look, I mean, you can you can probably guess what my reaction was. It was pretty uh, pretty disappointed, to say the least, at what the independent panel said. And of course, we should distinguish it. This is not what the FA is saying. You know, the way these systems and processes work is, you know, we have. We have an independent tribunal that makes decisions on cases. In effect, the FA acts as police and prosecution, and the independent panel makes its decisions, and that's a, 
a panel that's normally made up of a, a senior lawyer and two other other parties. Uh, 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 the, first of all, actually, he didn't need to go into the intent or motive of John Yems in order to hold him liable. And in fact, that's, you know, I read the whole report yesterday morning at eight o'clock. He, he didn't need to do that. The, 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 the panel didn't need to do that. Where it seems to have had an impact is on the 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 sanction that has been issued against him, and it's sort of acted in mitigation. Now, in my mind, I wrote quite a long Twitter thread, which you've probably seen yesterday. I said, look, what, what the panel has done is they've muddled up intent and motive. And, you know, his personal motivation, that can be subjective, right? But in law... We are commonly held. Intention is very different. We are, we are we can be held liable for those things that we directly intend, and we can also be held liable for those in those things that we indirectly intend, that are the natural consequence. So if I punch you in the nose and I say, "I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break your nose," well, guess what? The natural consequence of me punching you in the nose is that I'm reckless as to whether or not I break your nose, yeah. and so I'm liable for breaking your nose, right? And that's that's basically the situation here. In effect, what the panel seems to have said is, "Well, I asked him if he was a racist, and he told me he wasn't." Well, guess what? You could go and talk to leaders of far right parties who are all of us would say, you know, on common view would be that this person's a racist. When was the last person someone admitted to you that they were a racist? <laughs> it's just it's absolute nonsense. And they seem to have relied on that to mitigate the sentence. I, I think my sort of overall perspective is this was a this was a, a poor comment and an unnecessary comment made in this judgment from the panel and the panel you know should really look at itself on that right i think there's some things for the fa to think about the fa owns the sanctions framework so is it is a maximum two-year sentence is that sufficient if this happened in another industry i gave an example of a lawyer two years ago lesser offenses than this completely struck off unable to practice as a lawyer you know, this if if you don't do that in this kind of case, when do you do it? This okay. there's a good argument in this kind of case. But then I think the FA also needs to look at how do you recruit these panels, how do you train them, yeah, how do you evaluate them, into an, how do you then you're, Sanjay, them? then you're moving into a non-redemptive society, and you wouldn't want that, and neither would I. I think it's about having the. I absolutely agree with you. I, you know, we've had this conversation before. I'm not one of those people who's a hang 'em, flog 'em type that says for every offence, it's instantly the most draconian, worst punishment that you can find. Just yeah. to cancel it. But you yeah. do, ha- you do have to have a scale of uh, of sanctions depending on the scale of the offence. Right. But what okay. I'm saying is, on any yeah, scale, this is near, this is near the top but end. Then of you're the moving scale. into the territory. Sanjay, who was judged during execution about what the sentence should be, and is two is two years better than eighteen months? What does two years achieve? What does three years achieve? You either rede- someone either redeems themselves, or has we live in a redemptive society, or we don't. And when we're talking about their observations, we are in a territory where we've had a very high profile figure recently talk about unconscious bias, moving the dial from what was originally alleged without particularly using a word, but setting the conversation up in Prince Harry yeah, and yeah. moving it to unconscious bias. Now, whilst these conversations that this individual seems to have are far more blunt than the conversations that Prince Harry alludes to, the bottom line is, is there is a possibility that someone is that ignorant that their unconscious bias manifests itself in an ignorance of observation. And when you talk about racism, can somebody be a racist by, by... Can someone say racist things and not be a racist? Well, I suppose we could ask Azim Rafiq that question, couldn't we?
which is why exactly what I said in the in my my Twitter thread yesterday. If this were one isolated incident, and look, we are all we live in a society in a cancel culture where every single one of us on this call is one slip of the tongue away from being cancelled, right? And we can all <laughs> make innocent mistakes, right? Every one of us. And if this were one innocent isolated mistake, you know, then you would have a point. The point here is, look at the evidence. This is one, not one innocent, isolated mistake. This is a catalogue of things. And not only that, there's a point where he's warned about it by one of the players, and yet he still carries on. It's almost as if he revels in it. And, and so that's why I say, in this particular case, when you look at the totality of the behaviour, this I'm not generally one that wants to argue that you should you know, cost people their careers. I'd much rather educate people back into society and that we... we we, you know that's the way we you know which we create connections and people learn from their mistakes but like I say you look at other areas you look at other industries I was a lawyer for 30 years I, there's an example of a case from two years ago someone who committed far lesser offenses than this you know one night saying a couple of things wasn't in a position of power don't forget this person is also in a position of yeah. power over his over his people he has a unique position of influence over the careers of these young people so he has this unique position of power this is an abuse of his power in this particular case if you know, this is a case where that person well if you had the facility to ban them for life yeah this is probably the kind of case where it would happen that's not to say it should happen in every case you Sanjay, have stay, the right sentence for the right case stay with us um for context here, I'm just going to read some of the evidence that was heard at the John Yems Tribunal. Just a warning, some of you might find some of the language used here offensive. Um, that he referred to black players as Zulu warriors and made gestures as if using a blowpipe. A Muslim player became the butt of jokes from Mr Yems about being a terrorist, including asking if the player slept with an AK-47 and was told that he could not have a GPS vest, quotes, because you people blow up stuff in vests. And that an Iraqi youth international at the club, quotes, would probably blow up the stadium, unquote. We're going to get back to Sanjay Bandari, kick it out as chairman, the other side of this break. But when we come back, we're going to hear from John Yams himself. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Good morning, everybody. We're discussing the fact that the FA are considering legal options after disagreeing with the Commission's findings regard to John Yem's racism case. Uh, an FA report yesterday revealed the full extent of the Yem's case when it found the former Crawleytown boss used offensive, racist and Islamophobic language and joked that a Muslim player was a terrorist. But the Commission accepted that Yem's is not a conscious racist and referred to his actions as banter. Kick it out Chairman Sanjay Bandari is with Simon during this half hour. The commission itself, for the record, the regulatory commission was made up of three individuals. Robert Engelhart, KC, former Sheffield United striker Tony Agana, and Wolverhampton Club Secretary Matt Wilde. So what about Yems himself? Of course, in the interest of balance, it's important we hear from him. So I spoke to John Yems a short time ago and I said, as he and I spoke this morning, he had been found guilty of 12 charges of racist abuse. 
Now, he admitted just one of those charges, but was found guilty of 11 others. So what would James himself want to say now about the outcome? It's a very, very strange part of my life, the last nine months, because the charges, I think there was only 11 of them at the end, um, and I didn't just admit one, there was four things that I, I, I said I did. And it's very difficult to sort of like sit here, and, and I couldn't disagree with the panel's decision. It's not a court of law, that's the first thing people keep telling me. There's nothing, I haven't broke any laws, it's the FA rules. It's like um, getting thrown out of one pub and some, another pub letting you in there. Simple as that. You've, 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 messed, you've made mistakes under the FA's guidance, rules, whatever you want to call it, and you've got to take the punishment or you, or you appeal. Well, at the end of it, the panel, in its wisdom, decided to find me not racist, uh, didn't use racist language with intent, and I was honest all through my, my statements, my trial. Um, and when you see the charges and the way that they've been portrayed and, and they're all written down together, it looks like, you know, I'm one of the great train robbers or something. It, it's, it's really, really annoying and frustrating that people don't know the stories behind the whole trial, not just the end product of it, because it all started off many, many moons ago. I was doorstep for two days. My wife was full at the work. There was people phoning me up, going to do this, going to do that to me. All over a, a charge that I segregated changing rooms, segregated pitches, didn't pick black players because they was black, didn't do this, didn't do that. And I'm thinking, what's going on? One minute there I am at Mansfield, we're outside the playoffs. The players in the side, we're all going, what, what, what's happening here? Segregated. And guess what? They dropped all them charges. They dropped the charges about me not picking black players. They dropped the charges about me segregating changing rooms. And that never gets a mention. It never gets to mention some of the stuff I was accused for that all of a sudden you don't have to do anymore. Well, let's bring it right up to date, John. The commission accepted that you are not a conscious racist. John, what would you say to people this morning who'd push back on that, who would say, John Yems, we know what you are. You're racist. Um, listen, to be quite honest with you, I don't know where this conscious racist is coming from because it, it was, to me, it was cut and dry. And I, I don't really know the meaning of that. I've got to be quite honest with you. I'm not trying to be a ficko here. I just don't know what it's all about. I'm dragged through the worst experiences of my life in my total time in football. I've worked with black players. I've worked with white players. I've worked with every race. I've worked in most countries. And some of the things that I've been accused of saying, to me, to me, okay, some of them may be, they've said that I used old-fashioned language. I totally agree. But if that's the case, then that's the case. But it wasn't for me to be racist. Saying that to me when I was growing up... That's a terrible, terrible thing to say to somebody. And it's so easy to throw them accusations because you throw enough mud and guess what? It will stick. And I find that very offensive to people to say I'm racist. But John, you know, do, you, do you not accept that you've done something wrong, uh, particularly in terms of language that you've, you've used in the past? Um, no. No. The thing that I've done wrong has been highlighted to me and it's shown me now that there's certain things that you can't say and do. Well, so be it. If that's the if that's the rules now, and if that's what we're supposed to do, then let people know. But to me, it's the intent of what things have said. You know, I haven't purposely gone out there 
individually to say to somebody X, Y, Z, it's purely on the colour skin. But you get, but you surely know, you, you, you must admit it was far from appropriate that you called black players Zuru Warriors. Yeah, well, that's, I, I didn't say that. This is my point, see. You're hearing one side of the story. There was no, there's no witnesses for anything. Put it this way, there's did you, four did you, boys. Did you or didn't you, John? No, I didn't. There's four boys that was released by me at the end of the season that wasn't being offered contracts. <laughs> make your own opinions and make your mind up of what goes on in football. But within a day, a week, it was a day, sorry, of the new owners coming in the football club, all these accusations started being spouted about. There was never an inquiry. I was never sat down. I was never asked about any of this until it went to the papers. Everything was thrown at the newspapers first. I did not have a chance to say anything, do anything, or speak to anybody. Until the Saturday morning, I was sent home by the football club from Mansfield on a train, on a train all the way home to Mansfield. The big thing that everybody was going on about was the segregation and this, that, and the other. You know, there's a bigger story out there to be told and looked at if people take the time to look at it. If I've said anything offensive to anybody, it's not in, it's not in my intent or it was never intended to be racist towards anybody. Having said that, though, you've been found guilty of racist abuse. Not only do you stand accused, John, you've been found guilty. So you have to live with that, John, don't you? Well, of course I do. But then look at the other side of it, which I've taken my punishment for. I've got an 18-month ban for that, and I disagree with a lot of them because I didn't say a lot of the things that I've been charged with. Well, as you say, you've been banned for 18 months until June 2024. Do you want to return to to football, or is it over? No, well, it all depends, you know. Everyone's over if no one wants to give you a job. But no disrespect, you've, you've spun it straight around about the charges, which I'm, I agree, you can't dispute them. But once again, what about me being found by an independent panel of not being racist, never used racist language with intent, and never lying? That seems to have fell by the ether. If I would have been found guilty, cool, blimey, I would have most probably been in Belmarsh by the way things are going. You know, let's get things in perspective. Let's have a look at what I wasn't found guilty of. Is there anything you want to say this morning, John, to anyone out there who still thinks John Yems, no, he's a wrong-in? Uh, um, well, people are do you want, do you want to apologise, John, for any offence that people, you people, clearly have people caused? Are out there. People are out there, they're going to say what they're going to say. People are out there and going to think what they're going to think. I'm only saying to you, have a look. I wasn't found to be racist. I never used racist language with intent. If anybody needs an apology, I think I do. The amount that I've, the abuse and everything that I've been getting, when people haven't even had the courtesy to ask me, I don't think nobody's even looked at the case with any, any open-mindedness. And I think if you go in there, there's a few apologies that should be coming my way. So you feel... The apology should be coming to you, not the other way. No, don't twist it. I'm saying to you, there's a few apologies should be coming my way. It's okay me saying this, that and the other. I've told you what I've said, and that's all I've got to say on the matter. I've said it enough now. I've said enough now. And that was it. That was John Yem speaking to me a short time ago. Um, Kick it out, Sanji Bandari is with us this morning. Simon's with me in studio. Sanji, you heard Yem's. What's your reaction to what you heard? Well, there was a lot of words there, wasn't there? 
I mean, he used a lot of words, but there was one word that he didn't use, which was sorry, wasn't there? He didn't say that at all. He didn't apologise at all. He was completely unapologetic. You know, we come, come back to, you know, what we're talking about with Simon earlier. You know, I think Simon and I might have some different views on how we get there, but and, and in many ways we agree on things, but we both want to live in a redemptive society. But the, the starting point for a redemptive society and the starting point of redemption is an acceptance of what you've done wrong. Right. There is zero acceptance from John Yems in that conversation about anything he's done wrong. Look, the, the, the prisons are full of innocent people and serial killers who kill 11 people will point to the 12th one that they didn't kill. He spent all his time talking about the one thing he was found not guilty of. The fact is he was found to have made racist comments. The fact is the tribunal looked at the evidence and they disbelieved him and they believed the other witnesses and where there were corroborative evidence. And there were three or four cases where where the charges were not held. And that's because they gave him the benefit of the doubt because it wasn't quite clear on the evidence. And so they were generous to him in giving the benefit of the doubt on three or four cases and three or four of those charges. So I, I think he's completely unapologetic. I don't know what kind of world he's living in, but you know, it, it, this is this is part of the challenge. Is that is that it, it, unless someone like that offers some degree of acceptance, that there is no path for redemption for someone like that, because it has to start with an acceptance that what they did and what they did was wrong. He was held to have made some racist comments. Of course, he's not been held to be consciously racist, but we've had that discussion that it's a nonsensical question because if i say to you are you a racist everyone says no even people who've made racist comments sanji thanks for that simon how would you how would you sum up what you heard from yems i think it's undeniable he's made racist comments i think it would be ridiculous to suggest that he hasn't i do think intent forms part of it i do think there is a debate between ignorance and unconscious bias forming a forming part of the conversation where myself and sanjay will diverge is that if you have... It's like Tony Sewell wrote a report about institutional racism in his country and people took exception to it, but he was a black man writing about that in, in this particular cl climate and people didn't like it because it didn't give them an outcome that they wanted. You've got a diverse independent panel that have come up with a set of findings based upon the evidence that they've seen, the nature and events that they've heard. John Yems's exceptions and, and, and argument is the big thing that stuck on John Yems when this all started, the big headline was he segregated the dressing room. So he feels the fact that that one hasn't been stuck on him details that actually he's owed an apology for the headline news. But when you're in a position of authority, people will veer into this territory, and this panel have done it by using the terminology banter. And young kids in cricket dressing rooms or football dressing rooms saying stupid things to one another are inappropriate is one thing, and that's not acceptable. When you've got a person in a position of authority, he needs to be beyond reproach. And if he doesn't know where the line is, then he shouldn't be in a position of authority. And John doesn't... Un if you listen to that interview, and I know people that have worked with him, that have worked for me, that would suggest to me that he's not racist, but he doesn't understand some of the things he says and the consequences of what he's saying, and he perhaps lives in a time where he's not understanding the time that he's now living in. Now, some would say then, well, he was living in a time when racism was more acceptable. That argument can be easily made. But that interview there that John has just done, I don't think he's helped himself... In, if he was aiming to help himself in that interview, he's just dug a hole even worse for himself. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Coliseum of Confrontation. Outspoken with White and Jordan. For the last half hour, we've been dwelling on the fact that the FA this morning, considering the legal options after disagreeing with the Independent Regulatory Commission's findings regards to John Yem's racism case. Uh, an FA report yesterday revealed the full extent of the Yem's case. Uh, it found the ex-Crawley Town manager used offensive, racist, Islamophobic language and joked that a Muslim player was a terrorist. But the commission accepted that Mr. Yems is not a conscious racist and referred to his actions as banter. So the FA have pushed back on that mm. and said we had requested a longer ban based on the evidence presented to the commission. We fundamentally disagree with the independent panel's finding that this was not a case of conscious racism. As a result, we're considering our legal options. So... It appears this is going to run and run even yet. We heard short time ago from John Yems, who put his side of it and was robust, to say the least. Simon is having his say in it. Sanjay Bandari, chairman of Kick It Out, has been with us. Sanjay, thanks for staying with us. We know that Yems has been banned from football for 18 months. Uh, he admitted one charge. Uh, and being found guilty of 11 others of racist abuse towards towards uh, his own players. Where does this go, Sandy? What, what, what do we think now? Because as I said moments ago, there's still life in this. The FA are considering the legal options because they've pushed back on how the commission has come out with its findings. The commission, incidentally, a three-man commission. Robert Englehart, KC, former Sheffield United striker Tony Agana and Wolverhampton club secretary Matt Wild. So the FA not happy, Sanjay, with the Commission's findings. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll be fairly livid at the at the at the 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 phraseology that's used as well, and that that terminology around him not being a conscious racist. I'm sure they'll not want to be associated with that because for. Uh, the average man in the street, they'll think of these those words as being the words of the FA. So I'm sure they'll be angry at being associated with that. 
So I think where we go to next, look, I'm I'm sure the FA will be looking at that and whether or not they can appeal. I think they asked for a two-year uh, ban, but I think that's because it's the maximum that's allowed under the rules is a two-year ban. And so who I think there are a couple of... those rules, Sanjay? Exactly, and it's the FA that the, sets the, those the rules. FA, and so... the, the FA are grandstanding on this. If they had strong views about certain things, like when England played Iran, they'd have been very, very visible in some of their observations about the discrimination in that country. They're grandstanding. I wanted to ask you a question, yep. Sanjay. In your opinion, opinion because yeah. i and this is me making an observation and you can correct it the ultimate end destination of racism is exclusion and disadvantage disadvantaging someone this guy seems to have picked black players patronized black players put them in his team regularly is there a possibility in your view that someone that makes racially offensive and insensitive comments isn't a racist well i don't think it's about you know we, we almost get obsessed with this labeling of someone and stigmatizing look there's an element to which putting labels on people and creating some stigma is a is a kind of natural human condition and also from a carries a societal value in terms of signaling the moral sense of society on that we are we are doing but, it we, but, we, we but, are but, doing but, it but, so, but, so, but people People can be people just because someone selects one black player doesn't mean they're not racist towards another black player. But can you, well, say, you can, also... can, can you say racially insensitive and offensive things and still yet not be a racist? That's I, essentially I think... what the commission have said, Sanji. No, they haven't said that. What they've said, what they've said is he wasn't consciously racist. Racist. They're saying he, in other words, they're saying he wasn't motivated by racism. So you. But isn't there an element of motivated by ignorance? Because when I but, listen to that interview, and with all due respect to the fella, you know, he doesn't sound the brightest person in the room. He sounds incredibly ignorant, incredibly unaware. I'm always worried about people giving apologies, not because I don't think people should, but whatever apology you give will never be enough for certain parts of society. And sometimes are following, giving apologies for people being offended on behalf of other people. The people he should be apologising to are the people that he's offended, i.e. the individuals that he's levied these comments against, not necessarily the en masse public. But again, I try to understand. I'm not defending this. I'm trying to understand it because you've pushed back yeah, yeah. against the panel. You don't like... The FA don't like the panel. The FA... The FA set up the constitution where a panel exists. The FA had a prosecution. Most prosecutions that don't get their don't get their outcome they want don't like the jury that give it to them or don't like the judge that doesn't give them the outcome. So we have to put that into consideration. The FA themselves are the sanctioning recommendations uh, criteria that they put forward are the are the schedule that the panel can uh, adjudicate upon. So if the FA want to make people bannable for life, they should put that on the list of punishments rather than sit there grandstanding after the event. And all of these things cause me concern because, like I said to you earlier on, I'm not trying to be smart ass here, but when Tony Sewell wrote that report about institutional uh, racism in his country, certain people said it was it was the wrong type of black person to write that report. We've got an independent panel. It came to a version. You've read the findings, but none of us have been party to the reasons specifically and explicitly they've come out with language about this man perhaps doesn't understand the consequence of what he said and that goes to the part that we will debate about intent you're absolutely right if you punch somebody on the nose irrespective of whether you intended not to break their nose if the outcome is you've broken their nose then that's the consequence of it but intent does form a part of it i think he's an ignorant stupid man that shouldn't be in a position of authority but I question whether he's steeped neck deep in racism rather than ignorance. Now, is ignorance perhaps an ideal foil as an excuse? I don't know. I'm asking you. 
Yeah, so look, there's quite quite a lot in there, and I can come back to the to the FA's role and where we think the FA should be going next in a minute. But on the sort of it, it, what I'm objecting to, it, I suppose, is this is a the person who's drafting this report is a King's Counsel. He was called to the mm-hmm. bar in 1969, mm-hmm. right? So he's probably 75 to 80. He's a deeply experienced lawyer. Yeah, you would, and and in, inevitably in a panel like that. You're going to defer to the lawyer on something that is Agreed. appears to Agreed. be a quasi-judicial process and something. Agreed. This is quite careless language for a lawyer. It's coming as someone who was, you know, I was slightly less experienced. I did it for 35 years. You know, I, I would say this is quite careless language, and and you can there are ways in which he could have expressed that, which would have more accurately described the underlying evidence that clearly that person heard. So I'm like you have not heard all of the underlying evidence. What I have seen is I've read from page one to page 24 of that report, and I'm saying on just the findings in that report, that using of the phrase, he is not consciously racist, is not justifiable. What you can say is, he has told us he is not motivated by racism. But look, what what racism isn't simply about, or discrimination isn't simply about the intent of the person. It's also about the impact on the person on the receiving end. And we've talked, and John Yems has talked a lot about the impact on him. What about those players that weren't selected? What about those players? It's in the judgment. The players who turned to drink, the players who, you know, didn't want to turn up to work because they felt they were being bullied on a race, racist or Islamophobic basis. Those are the we need to focus on the impact of those behaviors. And so the reality is he didn't he didn't have to make those comments. He chose to make them. So he consciously made those comments. Those comments were racist. So if you're going to use phrases, is he consciously or unconsciously racist? He was consciously racist. He wasn't uncon. He wasn't. He wasn't consciously not racist. He was consciously racist because he con- he deliberately chose to make those comments, and they did have a racist impact. By the way, there were also interventions where people said this guy's a racist, and said to him, these are racist comments. And then he deliberately chose to ignore that and continue to say that, almost as if he reveled in it. And that's where you can hide behind the ignorance bit. And if someone's Mm -hmm. genuinely ignorant and doesn't know, that's one thing. But when your ignorance is pointed out to you, and yet you still persist, and you're in a position of authority, and this this is a unique position of authority, our bosses always have a position of authority over us. I agree. But this is particularly so in football and so, in sport, so Sanjay, where your careers are impacted what, what, by this one person who's your coach. Sanjay, what should I we agree. see next? I mean, um, what do you want to hear now from the FA? Where are we going with it? For so, something so, like this, should there, should there be a life ban? So the, with the FA, and we'll be having these conversations with them, and I'll be talking to to, to Mark and others at the, at the FA, I think we'd want to look at the sanctions framework, Look, when you put up a sanctions framework for in any area, I know this from my legal background, you start what it starts off with is people like me and Simon in a room going, and what if this case and what if that kind of case? And what and you try and figure out what's the appropriate framework, and then a real case happens and you go, mm, doesn't quite work. So I think this is the kind of case where you go, we've got to learn the lessons. This framework doesn't quite work because you know, we might disagree on whether this is the particular case where some a ban of longer than two years is appropriate. In my estimation, this is the kind of case where you know, like I say, if this were a lawyer, you would be you would not be able to practice law ever again if if you did something like John Yems did. So we, we should be looking at the sanctions framework. Your one hundred percent essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.